If you're starting out as an entrepreneur, you need to think real closely around revenue streams. Which kinds of revenue streams are you looking to build out here? What I see is a lot of entrepreneurs want to work on a passion project. They want to work on a hobby, a hobby that isn't designed to make money. It's not a system that's designed to make anything for that individual. What you want to do, even if you have a product or service, is you want to figure out how you can pair it with a number of different revenue streams. So what do I mean by this? Well, let's say you are an author. Well, an author is an entrepreneur. At least a successful author is an entrepreneur. The question is, is how many authors think like that? No, not many. Many authors think in terms of hobbyists. They're just writing for the fun of it. And what happens is their work never gets shown to the world because they haven't built out all the different channels and they haven't thought like a business person in terms of their launch or their marketing strategy or their personal brand. But all of this is important if you want to be a business, not just, for instance, an author in this example. So let's talk about revenue streams. And why? Well, first of all, if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you need to have a number of different revenue streams because your book sales might not give you enough to make a living off of, right? Say you're an author. Well, can you make a living off of book sales? It's very difficult and also very scary to be dependent on that one income stream. So book sales, typically on average, you might get 100 to 200 sales for each book launched in the lifetime of that book. That is the average number. So what if your book isn't the kind of product that people want? Well, that can happen, right? If your book is a flop, it's a flop. And it doesn't matter how hard you push to promote, maybe it just doesn't work out. So you want to mitigate these risks as an entrepreneur. It's all about risk management. And in order to take entrepreneurship and make it less of a gamble, you build other assets to complement the book. And this is how you can build out this kind of structure, the foundational structure that takes entrepreneurs to success. It's what a lot of millionaires do. A lot of millionaires have multiple revenue streams. They, they never really talk about just one revenue stream. There's always more doesn't matter who you look at. Most millionaires and billionaires have multiple revenue streams built out because one revenue stream simply isn't enough. You buy a house. Maybe you're a real estate kind of individual and you want to rent out a place. So you want a rental property. Well, the question is, is that going to give you enough money to be a successful real estate entrepreneur, that one building might not be. You might need multiple buildings. Heck, 
Maybe you need seven buildings. See, it doesn't have to be different revenue streams. It could be revenue streams in the same category. See, a lot of people focus on diluting themselves by putting their efforts into a range of different revenue streams. No, no, no. You could release multiple books, multiple revenue streams, multiple series editions of books, multiple rental properties, multiple YouTube channels, multiple podcasts. So it depends on maybe where your strengths are, right? It just really depends. But what you're doing is you are essentially covering your bases because there's a good chance that something will flop in your portfolio of revenue streams that you're building. And that's okay because you have another revenue stream that's going to compensate. Another one that I like is affiliate marketing. It's easy to set up. It doesn't take any time out of your day. So why not give it a try, right? So affiliate marketing is intriguing because you can essentially take all of your books that you've maybe created and turn them into affiliate links on your website. Therefore, when somebody buys your book, you're not just making money off your book sale, you're making money off of commissions of whatever products they buy. So that's a good additional revenue stream that complements your book sales. This is something of value to build. So consider that. Consider building this additional stream that's easy to add on. What's another one? Well, maybe you do a podcast, and right now all you're doing is recording via audio. And your, your goal for revenue streams through podcasting is to get brand sponsors, to get people to pay you money to advertise on your, on your podcast. So you're trying to build this out by creating content and hopefully getting these sponsors. So that way you can make it a profitable podcast. Well, instead of just doing audio, why not create video, right? So you can publish on YouTube and then extract the audio for your podcast. It's very simple to do. There are plenty of resources to do it all for free. So then you've got yourself covered there. You see, it's not just podcasting. You've now got a revenue stream from YouTube once your YouTube channel becomes popular. What you're doing is you're taking your content and making it transferable to other platforms because other platforms will equal other revenue streams. For instance, I have a bunch of videos here. I also have a playlist that somebody can buy and then they can watch all of these videos in a sequence. Now, I also give the playlist away for free because if people want to pay, they can. If they don't, that's okay too, right? Because I want to avoid the Patreon, so I want to own my own sort of revenue stream here. Patreon kind of owns your revenue stream because they can make adjustments to how much they make off of commissions. This is why I'm not on Patreon. But that is another revenue stream. A lot of creative people are using Patreon. 
And it's another way to take your YouTube content and make money off of it beyond just YouTube and their ad structure. But you have all these different avenues, right? I have this playlist that people can buy, pay $147. At the time of doing this video, it's $147, less than the cost of therapy, fairly cheap. I, mean, I consider it almost like a crash course in terms of life because I'm sharing experiences that can help others in their lives. So I sell that on my website. So if somebody goes on my website, they can see a bunch of free content, right? There's tremendous amounts of free content. There's no shortage of freeness that I'm giving away. When people decide that they like what you're doing, they will start to pay. That time might not come in your first month as an entrepreneur. It might not come in your first three months as an entrepreneur. It might not come in your first year as an entrepreneur. But by building out these revenue streams, you are working away on things that will pay dividends down the road if you stick to them. But say you decide, I'm just going to write books. You could make it successful. You could make it work. But what if it falls through and it falls apart? You need to cover your bases. I really think this is important. And I'm going to use an example here. J.K. Rowling, famous author of the Harry Potter series, she was struggling while trying to get her books to success. And she also does speaking engagements today. You see, her books aren't even enough. She, she makes money off of speaking engagements as well. You see, she's not thinking just in terms of one revenue stream. Because what if all those books stop selling all of a sudden? What if Harry Potter starts to die off? Well, at least she's able to speak in front of crowds. She could always make money doing that. You see, she's built another skill set. She has another skill set. In spite of the fact that she's a billionaire, she's covering her bases. She has the skills to do other things. She's even released novels in other genres, right? Beyond just children's books. She now has adult books. Books for adults. She's covering her bases. She's exploring her skill set. As an entrepreneur, there's nothing wrong with doing that. I don't think you need to focus on one particular thing when that one particular thing could complement other things. What am I saying here? Well, you put a, bo a book out there, why not start a YouTube channel so that you can get your, your website promoted? Why not start a blog? And see, these are all marketing channels, but also potential revenue streams. Because you can make money through your blog, you can make money through your YouTube channel. And those can make money for you in terms of book sales. They can help promote your books. But those who just create their books and then they go on Facebook and they try to promote through social media and just kind of create content that really doesn't 
add enough value or it doesn't add another aspect of the entrepreneur's life, it makes it makes things a little difficult. But you can monetize a YouTube channel. You can you can even monetize Instagram if you're an artist. But you have to look at all these different streams and look at what are your revenue streams, right? So right now, for me personally, I'm going to tell you quite openly and honestly that I am building out a number of my revenue streams. And obviously it's a struggle because I'm starting out and navigating through this business world, but I have, I think I have about eight or nine actually, because I look at my personal life as well and I'm, I'm getting some revenue streams in terms of my personal life. So let's talk through some of these. Well, for one, I have affiliate marketing set up. So that's links for all of my books. That's links to other books that I recommend all through my blog. Somebody goes to my about page, there are a bunch of links there that can generate some revenue for me. And they have generated revenue. And it starts off very slow. You might make a couple cents per month. It's a very minimal kind of revenue. But it will grow as you become more and more popular. More people go to your site, more people click your links, boom. Things work out that way. So affiliate marketing, easy to set up. Even if you don't have a product, you can recommend books books that you like to read and there's nothing wrong with that so that's one approach affiliate marketing the next piece is well the books that i mentioned you can make ebooks paperbacks hardcovers you can turn them into audiobooks there you go all sold through amazon you can make 30 to 70 percent royalties through amazon it's all free to publish easy to set up just check out amazon kindle direct publishing and you can set it all up there. Super straightforward. You can do that. You can do that right now. Book sales. Another piece would be podcasting. I mentioned brand sponsors, advertisers. You can set all this up through podcasting. There are a number of different networks out there that can even facilitate the sponsorships. Now keep in mind that you need a solid listener base in order to make money through podcasting, but it doesn't happen overnight. So this is why you need to build and form habits, habits that you can follow because one podcast episode won't be enough. You might need two, 10, a hundred, a thousand. At some point it will catch on. It's an increased distribution method though. So the easiest way to have a podcast is to have a YouTube channel. Why? Well, because if you can do long-form content on YouTube, that's awesome. You can extract the audio, easily publish it through your blog in podcast format, and also publish the video. For my website, I have a blog where I publish my videos and I publish the associated podcast for each one. And people can click it and they can subscribe through Android and through iOS, so it's all easy. It's all easy to to join in and join in on a number of different platforms. And over time, as more and more people listen in, there are opportunities to monetize. 
But of course, bringing out tremendous value is your first step. And that's going to be important. So give that tremendous value. Give all the knowledge that you possibly can. Don't hold anything back. Help as many people as you can. I've been in marketing for 10 years now. And it's gone all the way back since I was 19 when I was selling textbooks and promoting my textbook company in university. So I've been around when it comes to marketing. I I love this stuff. I love figuring all this stuff out and building it out. I love building these things. It's exciting for me. And if you build these things out over time, Someone's going to catch on. Someone's going to latch on to what you're telling. And then it'll work out for you. Okay, so YouTube. We talked about the podcasting. YouTube, you've got your videos up there. It's long-form content. The more and more people watch your videos, the more and more you have an opportunity to perhaps monetize you need to hit the 1,000 subscribers, you need to hit the 4,000 hours of watch time in a year, but once you've done that, you're, you're smooth sailing, right? You're starting to, to make some coin here, and it's going to start off slow as well, right? 1,000 subscribers is going to get you much in terms of advertising dollars, but you might be able to get some sponsorships, I've seen people with 100 subscribers who have landed sponsors, and they've been able to make money off of that, right? Because you can reach out to a company, and you can say, hey, pay me $100 a month, and I'll mention you in my videos. And you know what? A company will do that. They will actually pay. They will pay money because... Remember when we had yellow page listings? Yellow pages where people would be advertising in the phone books? Well, now it's different. People are, con people are now advertising online everywhere in a number of different avenues. So if you have a particular area on YouTube, maybe you're into gaming. Look, if you're into gaming, focus on getting your views. And then once you've gotten enough views and subscribers, you could reach out to a gaming development company, here's a unique idea, and ask them to pay you in return for mentioning their brand. For instance, maybe you like Rockstar Games. Okay, Rockstar Games, they make Grand Theft Auto, that's a very popular game. You could reach out to Rockstar Games and say, hey, I do gaming videos on YouTube. And I'd love to mention you on my channel. Would you be interested in paying me $100 a month in exchange for mentioning your brand? Companies will pay. Okay, they will pay if you've got any kind of viewership. This is all important to remember, right? This is important to think about because advertising dollars on YouTube will not pay the bills. You need thousands tens of thousands of subscribers. You need hundreds of thousands of views, millions of views to even make a living with YouTube dollars. But if you think strategically, you say, hmm, instead of aiming for that thousand subscribers, why don't I create amazing content for a niche? And then why don't I reach out 
to some of these companies and see if they want to pay me. Yeah, that actually could work. Now that's thinking outside the box because then you're thinking like an entrepreneur. That's recurring revenue. Rockstar Games paying you $100 a month? Nice. What other companies can you get? Think about the kind of package you can productize. I, I look at it as productization, right? So YouTube videos are products, okay? How can you package them so they have value? Well, you package them by saying, okay, I make 10 videos a month as an example, okay? And on two of those videos, I'll mention Rockstar Games for $100 a month. In exchange, they will get X number of views, excellent exposure, and additional customers for their video games. If they're releasing a new video game, I can mention that for them. They just let me know and then I'll mention it. Or even simpler than that, you could say, I'll just do a brand mention and then that's it. So you have different tiers. Brand mention, $100 a month. Mention of a new video game that's just launched, $200 a month. $300 a month, a specific call to action, right? To a sales page, right? So think about that, right? You have different tiers. Now you're thinking like an entrepreneur because I'm seeing a lot of these people coming out with t-shirts as merch. So merch on YouTube is a big one. That's an okay revenue stream. I don't mind that. Keep in mind you are driving traffic to a t-shirt company and what if your designs just aren't quite up to snuff, right? You wanna make sure your designs are amazing so people actually buy your t-shirts. Otherwise, someone will go onto the merch website and they'll go to a different t-shirt and they'll buy that one. So you wanna think about, you, you wanna think about all of that. You wanna think about, okay, yeah, you can offer merch on there. You connect a Teespring account and you've got merch. I've got merch on Redbubble, like expensive artwork. So you can, you can do any sort of number of things, Etsy. So you can pair that, right? You can pair that onto your YouTube and have it in your uh, descriptions in your videos. So people will click, explore, and perhaps buy. But the brand, the brand deals, ooh, those, those you own for a long, long time. As long as you continue to stay on your path, those companies will pay. They will pay. And it's just another way. It's another way to make some revenues. Because if you're waiting for those thousand subscribers, it could it could be a while. So you need to you need to think about other monetization strategies, right? Another one of the seven. Okay. I mentioned the courses. Look, you can you can set up a course. You can curate all of the content you already have and package it into a course. You can sell that through Udemy or on your own website through a PayPal link. You can do so much with courses. Online courses are great. People are looking for education beyond the typical university degree and this is where online courses come in. Setting that up is straightforward. It just adds to the kind of value you're just offering, right? And it helps, like I mentioned, to have a bunch of free things to support what you're doing with your courses. 
I mentioned JK Rowling and she goes and she speaks, right? Think about maybe an audience that you could speak to. Could be a number of different audiences and speak to those audiences. Get to know those audiences. Maybe do it for free to start. But look, you're building the foundation, getting comfortable in front of people. That's the important piece is getting in, in touch with these people and getting a rhythm going. Speaking is a great one because eventually you can start making thousands, hundreds of thousands in a speaking engagement. Like there's some real money involved there. Of course, it does involve you, right? You can't just publish it and it's there like an online course. No, you have to be there physically. But you can record your speaking engagements, right? Record them, publish those videos on YouTube. Now you've got yourself additional content beyond just speaking engagements. That's some real thinking there. You can have a smartphone with you, prop it up, record yourself. Ideally, hook up some nice audio so that people can hear you speaking, but it's all very straightforward to do. Honestly, if you're just trying to get started with speaking and as an entrepreneur, you're just trying to get the word out, think about local areas where you can speak. Reach out to some businesses, speak to them, see if maybe you can look at some underprivileged community groups that you can speak at and just have fun there. Just be there and enjoy yourself. Eventually people will pay you. People will pay you and that's that's great. It's only a matter of time when things like these catch on. So do not underestimate speaking engagements. I think they're still a very valuable approach and that personal one-to-one -one connection is something that you cannot miss. Now I myself have not done too many speaking engagements. I'm highly introverted and I lack some of the confidence that I think I need to succeed with speaking engagements, but I'm working on that and I think down the road I'm going to give it my best shot and try. Uh, but for now, it's not a focus of mine because I want to do a disclaimer here that there's a bunch of revenue streams I'm mentioning here. I'm not an expert in growing any of these, right? I'm building the foundation for all of these so that even in a couple of years, five, ten years, I'm set in terms of the foundation I've built. So that's what you have to look at. You see, I can't go after every revenue stream that I'm mentioning, but I'm giving you some ideas, right? I have more than enough ideas, ideas that work, that I've seen work, that I've watched work for others. This is why I'm sharing them with you. I myself am maybe not the best success example. For instance, if you're looking at doing speaking engagements, I wouldn't come to me to figure out how to be an awesome speaker. I would go to someone like Gary Vaynerchuk, who clearly makes hundreds of thousands of dollars on his speaking engagements. I would look at his content and see what he's doing in terms of his speaking and see how you can maybe model yourself after the masters. Figuring out your charismatic personality, something that stands out in front of audiences. That 
might be something you'd want to do. I'm just giving you foundational pieces so that you can go ahead and build, right? That's what you want to do. Because I'm not the kind of person that grows things. I like building. I like building the scaffolding. I like building the structure. I'm the, I'm the architect, is what you could say. I'm the, the person that comes out with all the ideas and builds that foundation. But I'm maybe not the person who can put the people in the building or bring the sales in. I'm maybe not that kind of person. I'm more like marketer, architect kind of person. Right, I'm more a consultant type thinker, so that's what what I want to clarify, because I'm self-aware of where I am in this world, and I'm essentially non-existent at the point of creating this video, but I'm okay with that. But what I'm doing is I'm creating foundation. I'm talking about this journey, right? Because this is important. This is important to share this journey. This is what I'm doing. And I think revenue streams are the most important way to hedge your bets. I think I see too many gambles among entrepreneurs. I've worked with countless entrepreneurs. I, thousands by now? I, thousands for sure. And I've seen many who are unfocused and do not have a clear idea of how they're going to make money. And they can't tell me how they make money. And it blows my mind. And okay, maybe they are not making money right now, but please tell me in five years how you're going to bring in some kind of income. Because I can tell you that I have, I have about nine different streams going and they're going to build up over time. And they're all going to make money. And I can tell you that in five years, they're all going to make money. And I'm going to be very patient about it all. And I'm going to just stay on my path. And then they're just going to naturally grow. I, I have no question that that's going to happen. But the question is, is, what are you doing? And what are you thinking in terms of how you're going to make money? Is it, is it a course? Is the course good enough? Because if the course isn't good enough, it'll be very difficult to make money. So think about what you can complement with it or how you can make it better. Right? An actor who's trying to become an actor maybe isn't just acting. No, maybe they're doing um, bartending. Yeah, they need that additional stream. Entrepreneurs might need additional streams. They might need the regular job. That's an additional stream. What else do I have? Well, I got stocks as well. Look, I have a bunch of savings that are invested in index funds. And it's a low-risk situation. I just want to make money and dividends. And I make money from the dividends. I make money from the growth of the stocks. But reality is I make money from the dividends. Because you don't make money until you sell the stocks. But entrepreneurs need to take their money and they need to invest it in something. Look, I've got a property as well and I make money off of the growth of the property. As this property grows, I make money off of it. Okay. So as you're making money in your business, you want to invest it. You want to invest it in perhaps marketing. You want to invest in perhaps 
a sales team. You want to invest in perhaps additional education so you can learn and grow and be better in your line of work. So you need to figure all of that out. Maybe you need to figure out how much money you need to save so you can go buy a property, so you can start making money off of the growth of the property. Figure all that out. Maybe buying a rental property is for you. This is all important stuff to think about. Because if you decide you're going to build one revenue stream as an entrepreneur, it is a high-risk situation. Think about it like the stock market. Would you just buy one stock? Would you? No. Not many people do. Warren Buffett doesn't just own Dairy Queen. He's got ownership in Coca-Cola. He's got ownership in McDonald's. Yeah, he's, he's not just in one company. No, he's got a portfolio going. Why should it be any different for an entrepreneur? It shouldn't, right? Okay, so the counterpoint to all of this, the counterpoint is, well, Trev, aren't I supposed to focus? Aren't I supposed to focus in on one particular thing? Yes. Yeah, you should. You should focus on one particular thing. But that one particular thing should have multiple revenue streams attached to it. My brand is Trev. I have media out the yin-yang, okay? It's just constant media that I'm putting out into the world. I have a group of content, okay? It's all under Trev. Trev is educational, maybe a little quirky at times, maybe a little nerdy, a little geeky, helpful, could help people, but you know, I'm just myself. I'm, I'm being my true authentic self. I'm not telling you that I have millions and millions in the bank. I'm probably worth six figures at the point of creating this, and that's awesome, right? If I sell my property, I'm definitely worth six figures. But that's not a bad thing to talk about. Uh, it was hard work to get there. And I want to go back and because I want to be humble. I want to try to be humble here. I'm not where I want to be, okay? I don't think I've helped enough people. And this is why I'm only at six figures and I'm 30 years old. I don't think I've done enough to help enough people. I don't think I've helped enough people, which is why I'm only at where I'm at. So when you think about it that way, how many people have you really helped? Because that might solve the problem that maybe you're having in terms of revenues and income streams, all that kind of stuff. I just don't think I've helped enough people. And this is why I'm only at where I'm at, okay? This is why I am in this position. But where, where was I getting at here? Where was I getting at? Well, okay, focus. <laughs> It's too funny that I have kind of deviated here, but I go off on tangents, right? That's just the way my mind works, and people will know that who tune in. Focus is important if you've got this overarching brand, okay? And then you have a bunch of things. 
trickle in, kind of trickle into it. Is it like a pyramid scheme? <laughs> no, I mean, because you're offering value and a lot of the stuff should be free that you're giving away, perhaps. I, I mean, pyramid scheme is like a company getting a bunch of people to sell for them. It's all sketchy and it's products that don't work. I don't know, stuff like that. I'm not encouraging you to buy anything that doesn't work for you. In fact, you can preview everything that I create. You don't have to pay anything for what I create. So all of this is very non-confrontational. You don't have to buy any of my books. Actually, if you don't, that's okay. I'm not too worried. But if you want to, I've got like 70 books. You can check them out, and there's probably a book that would interest you, and it would maybe entertain you, right? It's just more content. I like creating content. I think that's important. So I went on like a creative binge where I just created a bunch of books, and they're all published. People want to check it out, they can. They can preview it all, though. Heck, they can even get the narrations for free. People who want to pay, they will pay eventually. If you're a tremendous individual, people will eventually pay. I think I need to work on being a little bit better, a little nicer to people, a little less negative, a little bit more positive. I think that goes for a lot of people. I need to try doing that. And if I focus on being helpful... Maybe try to inspire people to do these things, to build these things for them. Then I, I think that is a better outlook on life. I think that's a better contribution while I'm here. Because I don't think you want me being a whiner. I, I don't really want to whine too much. I, sometimes I've been whining about different things, whether it's businesses or brands. I'm kind of conscious about that because I don't think that's healthy. I actually think that's really detrimental to my health. So I kind of want to move beyond that. I kind of want to focus on helping people build things through my content, whether it's building themselves or building their businesses. See, that seems a little bit more intriguing. This is why I'm sharing all these revenue streams with you. I think that is more constructive for you. Yeah. That's sort of what I'm leaning towards. Maybe that's a bit of a tangent, too, from what this whole point is. But if I get back to it all, because I, I do coaching consulting, another revenue stream, hello? Yeah, a revenue stream. You see, if you have a job, maybe the first revenue stream that you could start doing is coaching consulting. And I want to break this down for you because a lot of people say, well, you can become a coach or consultant and all you need to do is start a YouTube channel and all you need to do is create a book and you can make money through those avenues. Um, I would recommend doing the trenches. I mean, there's nothing wrong with building those as well. But if you're a coach slash consultant, you should probably get your feet wet actually try to get in the thick of things and start helping these people one-on-one. -on -one. And what does that mean? Okay, well, you want to be a coach slash consultant. I wouldn't 
really recommend being on social media per se, but I would recommend going where those people are that you want. Okay? And maybe if you are unsure of how to figure this out, I don't know, start with Craigslist, get your feet wet, figure out how to be a consultant, figure out how to coach people, figure out how to help people, solve their problems, see how things go, maybe eventually package your coaching thing into like a six-week series of sessions. Four sessions, six weeks, that's a fantastic package. Charge like 500 bucks, boom, you're in business, right? And you can just promote that. First, get people on a video call, okay? Get people on a video call. Fill up your calendar with video calls and get your feet wet. Keep going, keep going, keep going. At any point in time, say you want to grow your other incomes, you can always slow down the coaching. Say I'm not available for X, Y, and Z times. That's okay, okay? You're just going to become more desirable anyways if you're less available. So figure out how you can maybe add some people into your routine of coaching, consulting. Fantastic revenue stream. Why? Because it's predictable. An author who's created a book does not have predictable income from that book. Okay, That book can slow down in sales at any point in time. But predictable revenue would be coaching consulting you do work for a client you get paid okay the more clients you have the more money you make very straightforward you can spend a lot of money trying to sell a book and it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make sales on that book but more clients equals more revenue that's just binary so when you think about it that way well figure out what kind of clients you want and go for it. LinkedIn might be an option because you could just, I don't know, say you want to coach entrepreneurs. You could go on LinkedIn, search CEOs, founders, hit up all the CEOs, founders, say, hey, have any marketing problems to solve? I can help you. That's an example of what I would maybe do, okay? Have any accounting problems to solve? I can help you. Start a dialogue. Start trying to help people. You can maybe phrase the script any way you want, right? Make it the script your own. Make it genuine. Make it something that you would actually want to receive in your inbox and go from there. You don't want to come across as spammy, though. So the first approach is maybe just helping people, okay? Answering questions. Where are people asking questions? Well, I mean, aside from Quora, which I, I still find is not as personal, I mean, there is Reddit, but I also find that that's not as professional. LinkedIn groups might have people asking questions, so maybe go in there and ask questions. Um, yeah, there. Last couple of LinkedIn groups I've been checking out though, they've become very spammy with links. Don't be that person. Go in there and actually help people. Have conversations. This all comes back to my helpful marketing concept, which I think I'm going to I'm going to create a book about this. Oh, and on the on this whole step of creating books because I want to bring this up, okay? Nowadays, if you can't write, 
you have many options to create a book. You can get a ghostwriter, you can create a YouTube video, and then copy the transcriptions in the video. You see, YouTube automatically pulls all of the text that you speak in your video. So say you want to sit down, sit down for like five hours, hash out a book, dictate a book from your mind. There's your book. <laughs> You've got the transcription. Your book is done in a day. Your book is done in like 12 hours because all you need to do is read, edit, publish on Amazon, you're done. If you want to like get it out there really quick, okay? I wouldn't recommend doing that, but you, you can get the transcription, get the transcription, get an editor or edit it yourself. Ideally, get some professional people to help you out. Then you've got yourself a book. I mean, you can make book every single day by doing it that way. That's just an idea. It's crazy to think of it this way, but this is how the world is sort of working now. So don't think you have to sit down and write sentence after sentence after sentence after sentence. That might be a very difficult process for a lot of you. I'm struggling to do that. This is why I gravitate to creating children's books because I can do like, I don't, I can do like a thousand words and that could be a whole book for children, literally, because I like doing picture books. So that's crazy to think of. So maybe that's your kind of style. Awesome. You can literally sit down and just do that, right? You can voice dictate what you're doing. That's just fantastic. I love it. So that's something to think about. Many different ways to make some revenue here. And uh, the world is waiting for you to capitalize, right? There's plenty of listeners, plenty of people out there just waiting to latch on. What do you have to share with the world? That's what you need to think about. Now, I mentioned probably over a dozen different revenue streams in this content here. I mean, you can probably pull a bunch of different things. I mean, where do you start, right? Well, you look at piece by piece, okay? So maybe your first step is, oh, I want to do YouTube videos. Start creating videos, and then in your spare time, look at what you can add on, okay? Look at what might jive for you. Look at that. Figure that out and start adding those on. Maybe it's the t-shirts, maybe it's hats, maybe it's some affiliate links on book recommendations. Start trickling those into your process of creation. Then, then you'll see, you'll see some action. Yeah. I think that's all I've got, okay? I, I want to just talk about Steve Jobs. I admire Steve Jobs and what he did for Apple. And he was always about focus, okay? That was his thing, was focus. And that's perhaps one of my biggest struggles, is focusing. Okay, I have a very difficult 
concept of focusing on things. I, I simply can't focus. I have too many interests. And he was able to focus. Part of Apple's problem today is their lack of focus. But, okay, stay positive. When Steve Jobs was with Apple, he focused to the point of ensuring that a table, a certain size table, would always have the ability to carry all of the products Apple has on that one table. So you could have all of Apple's products on that one table, all their product lines, one table. Fit it all on that one table. And he was really big about that. And he was also big about cutting product lines, like iPods, gone. <laughs> you know, he's really big on that. But of course he had multiple revenue streams. Well, he had those multiple product lines. So among his focus, his sheer determination, he still had multiple product lines, okay? He might have started with one. He started with the Mac computer. He built that. He had that running. But he started adding things. He started adding to his portfolio. And that's what you have to do. If you know it's all going to work out, stick to the path. It'll all work out. It really will. So have fun. Don't worry. Keep building. Keep creating. Okay. That's all I've got. Until next time. Toodles.